prepare your ears for a Waffle Butt Media podcast. The mainstream media, or as I call them, the lying liars from Liarville. Are they actually fake news or are they faking being fake news? How can you know what's fake news anymore? Find out tonight on America the Podcast. Hit it. Back. Hello, America. It's America, the podcast. I told him the reporter doesn't have anything. He thinks he has the emails, but he doesn't. So just don't do anything stupid like tweet them out. What does he do? He tweets them out anyways. So I send him on to Sean Hannity to deny, deny, deny. What does he do? He doubles down. I don't know what to do anymore, Timothy. I mean... They pay me a lot of money, but I am running out of ideas. I'm, I'm gonna turn out like Kellyanne eventually, just in my own warped mind. I need a vacation. Peter Thiel's actually offered to take me on one of his San Diego Zoo panda hunting excursions. <laughs> Wait, whoa, hold on, what? You, you can't hunt pandas. What, what about the San Diego Zoo? Oh yes, it's caged hunting. It's all the new craze amongst billionaires. You can sit back, drink your whiskey, and bam! Get yourself a panda. <laughs> I, uh, okay, you know what? We're rolling, so why don't you just do the show? Oh, we're rolling? Well, why don't you say anything? Hello, America! It's me, the Bastard! And welcome to episode two of America, the podcast with me, the Bastard. America, the podcast is a show where I first berate you with the best lecture you will ever hear, and then a panel of experts and regular Americans will discuss the subject of the lecture that scholars in the future will call universe-altering. If for some reason you hate freedom and didn't listen to our first episode, which was actually about freedom, and therefore still do not know who I am, please allow my voice to penetrate your ears and fill your brain with my important words. You may consider me America's lobbyist and the embodiment of the greatest and best and bigliest political party ever conceived by men, the Grand Old Party. While I am not a registered member of the GOP, I routinely advise on and do their dirty work. For instance, having Ivanka Trump sit in for the president at the G27. My idea. Convincing poor people that they don't actually want health care. My idea. Getting everyone to believe that Barack Obama was secretly a Muslim Manchurian candidate from Africa. My idea, which was, however, beautifully executed by our amazing, strong, big boy man president. Back when he was just a regular Joe like you and I. With me today is my producer and engineer, Tim, who last week propagated fake news by saying I lived in a shack in his backyard. Say hi, Tim. Uh, hi. That's all? Speak up, son! I thought we talked about this. Talk about how you rescued a group of kidnapping victims a few weeks ago. Yeah, people that you kidnapped. Now that's a lie. Fake news. Besides, you lied about me living in a shack. You know damn well I own a house in all 50 states. I only said that because I know you don't like looking poor, and I was pissed that you'd kidnapped my friends, my girlfriend, and then almost broke my wrist when you tried to kidnap me. Oh, pshaw. First of all, the sports writer agreed to come back to do this week's panel. First of all, Michael from the Bruise and the Boys podcast already agreed to do it, and he's obligated to at this point. And second of all... I'm doing the first and second of alls. Second of all! You know damn well I did this on behalf of President Trump, America, and the Wafflebutt Media Podcast Network. Speaking of, Wafflebutt Media is a podcast network unlike any other. And by that, I mean it's the only one with that name, right? Yeah. Aside from our show, i.e. the best show, 
you can hear shows such as Bruising the Boys, a podcast focused on America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. The show is hosted by sports journalist, Cowboys guru, and man, yes, I recently kidnapped Michael Sizemore. If sports radio isn't your thing because you're some sissy hippie musician, might I suggest the Schwegcast? a show about songwriting and the music business that recently I invaded before Wafflebutt Media gave me my own show. Speaking of my show, you can now listen to your favorite show, America the Podcast with me, the bastard, on Wafflebutt Media and all major podcast directories such as iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And every two weeks, every two weeks, someday we'll do it every week if you're lucky. I will also periodically be releasing videos on pressing political issues that come up, so stay tuned for those on bastardvideos.americathepodcast.com. As you heard at the top of the show, we will be discussing the MSM, the mainstream media, or as we all have collectively come to know it, the fake news. Now, not all media sources are fake news. The only ones that are fake are the ones that President Donald Trump does not agree with. I think we can all agree to that. That's bullshit. Not bullshit. Pure Republican science, actually. And we Republicans are known for our love and appreciation of science. As, you know, long as it... <laughs> as long as it suits our interest and that of our donors. <laughs> yeah, I don't have an argument for that. <laughs> oh, I do love a good bastard laugh. Anywho... It's very easy to spot what we Republicans call fake news. Generally, if you don't agree with it and it makes you feel any form of uncomfortable in your spiritual or political beliefs, it's probably fake news. If President Trump doesn't agree with it, you can be assured it's fake news. For example, NPR, MSNBC, CNN, and the others like them like to promote ridiculous things such as climate change being real, the major possibility that the president and others colluded with the Russians to win the election, the fact that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, don't know where they got those numbers, and the fact that the president's inauguration crowd was not the largest in history, which it was. Everything Anderson Cooper and the like tell you is false, and here's how you can tell. Climate change. The president is the biggest smart man in the world's smart history. He is a man who has made lots of money, and if I know anything, money makes you smart. The president already told us years ago that the Chinese invented global warming as a hoax. He's already gone as far to erase all the U.S. climate change data and is slowly dismantling the EPA. He knows what he's doing, people. He knows what he's doing. He told us. A lot. Collusion with the Russians. That is an obvious phallus. Fa or fallacy. Fallus? Fallus? Is it phallus or fallacy, Tim? I think... I think it's... I think you should go with phallus. It's, it's for sure phallus. Got it. This is an obvious phallus. The president has already said that he didn't collude with the Russians and even asked President Vladimir Putin two times if he hacked the presidential election. And Vladimir Putin responded, and I quote, No. He asked him a second time, and he said, Nyet. Donald Trump Jr., the newly crowned dumbest child in the Trump family, went as far as to release what some call, quote, unquote, proof of Russian collusion, but most actually just call an email chain between Trump Jr. and a Russian who promised damaging info on Hillary Clinton that was forwarded to also Jared Kushner and Paul Manafort. Nothing strange there, according to the president. Especially with the fact that Donald Trump Jr. actually lied about the number of people in the meeting being three 
when in fact there were eight, one of them being a Russian spy. And to prove it was nothing, Burger, Trump Jr. went on to Sean Hannity's show on Fox News to double down on the fact that he did meet with the Russians, but didn't receive any of the promised opposition info. It's like if you broke into a house, but they didn't have the TV you want, so you didn't steal anything, and then you left through the same window that you broke to get in. No harm, no foul. Just move on and stop crying like a bunch of snowflakes. <laughs> That's not how that works. Quiet! You don't know anything. I know something. And as for Hillary Clinton gaining more votes than Donald Trump, does CNN not know that Hillary personally bust in billions of people from Mexico and then use trans-dimensional occult magic powered by baby's blood to resurrect former Democrats who are still in the voting roster? I don't know how people don't know this. Why is this not common knowledge? What the hell are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking about? How else do you explain all the dead people that voted for Hillary Clinton? <laughs> they didn't. But enough about the fake news, let's talk about the real news. The no-nonsense news, the Fox News, the Breitbart, and the Infowars.com. They're the no-nonsense news. They will report on the things you didn't know you needed to know about. Examples of their true heroic reporting include things like Fox News spending countless hours on the air discussing why Jesus and Santa definitely are white, claiming that the Muppets are dirty communists, and calling children's educator and PBS personality Mr. Rogers an evil man. But they did give Donald Trump tens of millions of dollars in free airtime, so they get a pass. Or the always unbiased Breitbart News, who run headlines such as Birth Control Makes Women Unattractive and Crazy, and Gay Rights Have Made Us Dumber, So It's Time to Go Back in the Closet. Not to mention the slew of free press they've gained since Steve Bannon, their former editor-in-chief, joined the Trump campaign and administration. Seems like a fair trade to me, no? <laughs> no. I don't know why I ask you anything. How about Infowars, the crown jewel of news for everyone that knows the government is hiding squid monsters in Fort Knox? The conspiracy news network turned the media outlet for the Republican little brother, the alt-right, is headed by Alex Jones, the manliest man with the loudest voice. And you know you can trust anything he says because he screams it the loudest and has the reddest of faces when he does it. He's made millions so that you know he's smart. He is someone who tried to warn us about Hillary Clinton running a child's sex ring out of a pizza parlor and that juice boxes are turning frogs and human children gay. But the mainstream media was too busy promoting the conspiracy that Barack Obama's inauguration crowd size was bigger than Donald J. Trump's. I assure you that Donald J. Trump's inauguration size was bigger. There were tens of trillions of people there. Full stop. So yes, in a nutshell, it's true journalism in its finest. Not like that fake news. That was all garbage. Is it garbage? So quick to judge, are we, Timothy? Isn't it just the world we live in now? As far as me and everybody else in the world is concerned, the news is what you make it. But a responsible and moral person would tell you to do your research. To don't trust the first thing that you hear. Maybe don't outright trust an obviously biased website like Breitbart or Infowars on the right and Democracy Now! and the Young Turks on the left. The responsible person would tell you to use your brain and use a little deductive reasoning. But the concept of responsibility and morality are somewhat lost to me. As a billionaire, I don't have much real-world responsibility. And as far as morality is concerned, well, I'm about to go hunt pandas with Peter Thiel at a zoo, so... That's pretty much your judgment call. I still don't think you can do that even if you're a billionaire. 
Oh, get off your high horse or panda, I guess, whichever you prefer. And go do the panel. I'm going to be late for my private jet to San Diego. I can't do the panel yet because Michael's not here. So, I'm, I mean, you can go if you need to, but... Oh, Michael's here! No, he's not. I came into the studio through the lobby. Nobody was in there. Wait. Wait. Did you... Is he... Is he in the he's basement? He's in the basement, yes. He's in the basement. God damn it, dude! Well, I'm off to San Diego. Going to hunt some pandas. Maybe I'll shoot a baby panda. Son of a bitch. Michael! Michael, are you down there? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. How long have you been down there? Uh, probably about two to three hours. Jesus Christ. Okay, can you call the San Diego uh, Zoo? There's a madman running there with a gun right now with another madman. Yeah, surprisingly, I do have service down here, so I will. Okay, good. All right. Oh, shit, I gotta hit pause. <laughs> And we are back. The bastard will not be with us on this panel. He is currently headed to the San Diego Zoo to uh, hunt pandas with Peter Thiel. Uh, Michael has already called the police. Don't worry, the pandas probably won't be harmed. Uh, he's left me once again to moderate the panel. My name is Tim Phillippe. I am the producer of this show, America the Podcast, and many other shows on the Wafflebutt Media Podcasting Network. You can follow the show on Twitter at ATPWBM and follow the bastard at at bastard comedy. Also, uh, when you are done watching the or watching, listening to this show, uh, please leave us a review. It helps us with the iTunes and such and gets the word out there. So, with me tonight is sports journalist and Bruise and the Boys uh, podcast host on Wafflebutt Media, Mr. Michael Sizemore. Please say hi, Michael. Hey. hey. And uh, calling in from Dallas. We have the former regional field director of the state of Florida for the League of Conservation Voters in the 2016 presidential election and is now a political pundit and host of the Thinkers and Drinkers podcast and purveyor of fake real news, Andrew Turner. Say hi, Andrew. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Got a microphone right up to a cell phone, and we're rolling high tech. So... Oh, uh, you, forgot, you forgot Father of Dragons. Oh, and, Father of Dragons. Thrones man. was dope. The first man the <laughs> Maybe this is our second yeah. take. Oh, I, my God. We're going to talk Game of Thrones again. <laughs> I love it. I love the show. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So um, how the show works, I uh, moderate the panel or somebody or the bastard, if he doesn't run off to kill pandas, and um, ask three questions related to the topic. This topic was the fake news and the media. Um, and the experts and regular Americans are going to discuss the topic. So, first question, and it goes to Andrew. Um, what media sources do you trust the most? What tickles your fancy, son? As the bastard would say. Well, well, I mean, call me a little old-fashioned, but I do like uh, institutionalized sources, sources that have uh, long-running histories of publication and have been known throughout their entire publishing career to be at least somewhat down the middle to work hard. I like the Wall Street Journal. I like the New York Times. 
then they have a slant, but you know they have editorial boards that are double checking, triple checking everything that they do. Fact checking. Uh, they have oh, to worry cool. about the image. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like publications that double check themselves before they publish. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Watchers Post is another good one. And you know, when it comes to print media, there's a lot of good sources out there. Please buy your local print media. You know. Uh, up here, we have a Star Telegram, Dallas Morning News. Austin State's uh, Please buy local print media. Give those guys good jobs. They do hard work. Forward Star but, Telegram's uh, fucking awesome. Forward Star Telegram and yeah. Dallas Morning News. Yeah. I spent time with both of the, yeah, they're, they're, those guys this weekend. Yeah, they're 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 good publications. Uh, like a lot of the the uh, big city publications, written publications around uh, around the country. But when it comes to the major media on the news, you know that's tough. The fact is, is all three of them are working to get as many eyes as they can on the TV. They're working to get viewership. They're playing the bases of both parties. Um, but the fact is, is you can kind of pick up what you can. You just have to realize that when you watch Fox News, you know you're getting the state-run media of the Donald Trump uh, administration. When you're watching MSNBC, you're getting the middle-to-upper-class liberal, you know, uh, rich, avant-garde liberal ideas. <laughs> That's what you're going to get. You, know, you watch you watch BBC, educated scum. You're probably yeah. <laughs> you, you watch BBC, you're gonna get uh, a nice even uh, news report about the entire world because that's their job, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some level of that. And when it comes to audio podcast, 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 you know, you can always check out the Pickers and Drinkers podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five thirty-eight. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, yeah, subscribe, like, leave a review. And, you know, check out podcasts like this. Uh, 538 has a great one. Vox is in the weeds. It's great. But, you know, there's a lot of sources that I take in daily. I'm, a, I'm an addict when it comes to politics. But if you're just the average person, I would say take in stuff that you know doesn't have an agenda. Things that you notice when you read them. They're not trying to defend a specific idea or person or politician or mantra. They're trying to instead de- present ideas and facts. Yeah, instead right. of and speculation, but not necessarily saying this is what is, and we don't have any proof. It's just what I believe. Right. Yeah, what about exactly. you, Michael? Yeah, well, see, I'm, I'm kind of with Andrew on this situation. Um, and uh, to avoid any other issues, we're going to plug up the phone that we have Andrew on so it doesn't die during the middle of this conversation. Um, but I'm, I'm with Andrew on this one. I think uh, BBC, I love BBC. I think that um, that's kind of it's, – it's hurtful that you have to say – that, you know, as American publication that, you know, you would trust BBC over that. But it's true, like Andrew said, it's real, like, unbiased kind of news. And it's, and it's especially when they're talking about our country, um, it seems to be that they just kind of, you know, report the facts. And I, I think uh, Washington Post is a pretty decent one. And I think New York Times, too. I agree with Andrew, too. You still have to sometimes, you're always going to have to sift through the shit sometimes. You're going to have to sift through some shit because that's how it works that's 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 just what it is it is what it is and like this country if it wasn't if it wasn't like andrew said that the media wasn't so you know hell bent on we got to get clicks or we got to get views or we got to get this and we got to get that you probably would have a little bit more open open-minded stuff but it's just as bad to go and read something like breitbart news than it is to read you know, completely like liberal news or like if you're on social media, especially in post, man, yeah, just Huffington, as bad post, sometimes. Huffington post can be just as bad. And also when you're, when you're reading some of the liberal news, like you, you definitely need like Democrats now, things like that. You got to, you can't just 
get your news from those sources because they're not they're going to be biased they're going to be in a certain way and that's up to you as the reader to try to sift like i said sift through the shit and get to what really you need to know because that's the hardest part that's what our our citizens are having such trouble with because you got a president here that is using tactics that people like I hate to do this, but people like Adolf Hitler and others use, and even Putin, even Putin, they had a, a picture that was posted online today of a lot of journalists that went kind of mysteriously missing that were against that were against Putin. And those are things that you see and you just say, hey, we're not that country, but man, we might not be that far off. It's important for you to have a voice. It's important for you to to be able to find what you want to read and and find the best things and if you if you if it quacks like a duck and it waddles like a duck it's probably a duck so if you see something what a treasonous duck <laughs> if you see something and you say to yourself this seems very one-sided then you're definitely like andrew said earlier you you're definitely probably reading something that's very one-sided if you get any media that immediately starts off with an argument about how they feel or they try to argue a certain side of things you're prop you're definitely getting what what would actually be classified as fake news yeah that brings us well, actually and, to and the there's a turn for that before before we started calling this stuff fake news which donald trump kind of premiered on started saying you know he started degradating the media and it's a it's, it's establishment and it's institutionalism and trying to bring it down to say that he was the only one who could be trusted among his base, right? I mean, there I'm is the only one that can do this. Plan. Yeah, this is, a, this is a planned out thing by the far right wing, by people like Steve Bannon. Like, degradate the media. This is something you see, like Michael was saying, in authoritarian regimes around the world throughout history. You know, I'm not going to make any comparisons to any specifics, but a lot of people who want to be strong men, who want to take over government fully, they degradate the media. That's one of the first things that they do. You have to get um, people to not believe like in it. Putin. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the fact is, is as long as the media is working toward getting those views and those clicks, they're going to do what we call sensationalism. That was what we used to call it before we called it fake news. We called it yellow journalism before that. You know, this is not a problem that is new. It's something we're confronting for the first time in a while, and it's very important because we have such an authoritative figure in the White House of no nothing, somebody who has no right to be there, who lost the election by popular vote, and could put us all in danger daily with the nuclear weapons, let alone anything else. But all that aside, we have somebody in the White House now, so it matters more than ever that our media isn't up to snuff. And the reason it's not is because it's trying to get these views. It's a profit-driven system. It's about getting as many people as they can, whether it's a Malaysian airplane or it's the Russia story with Donald Trump which has total validity but still gets views, mm. or Hillary Clinton's emails. You know, all these, which have no validity and got tons of views. It's about getting those views, whether it's conservative, liberal, in between, average Joe. They want the money. They want the advertising dollars. Which, yeah, Absolutely. like you said, it brought me to the next question. And, uh, again, uh, I, I wrote this before uh, Donald Trump Jr. fucking tweeted out his stupid emails. Um But, yeah, isn't it beyond their capacity to overinflate things? You mentioned the Malaysian airline... Yeah, isn't it beyond their capacity just to overinflate this shit and like just make up sensational stuff? Like, I mean, the Russian story is obviously fact, but they could have easily made this up. Fox doesn't has duped a whole half of the country. Andrew, talk about that. Well, or Michael, or, whichever or one. Yeah. yeah. You go ahead. You go. Yeah. You, you go. You go, Michael. You take okay. the first one. Okay. So you're asking. So again, you're saying 
they do they over is there like a limit to what they can do or like are you saying no isn't it beyond their capacity just to make shit up i mean fox news makes no, tells no, half the country no, on a daily basis no, no people that they make climate they, change isn't real they make shit up all the time yeah, people make shit up they people make, do yeah, make shit up yeah, they, they make shit up all the time they like look Speaking from personal experience, okay, and I can only do that, which is why Andrew is here, because he is more of the political analyst. He can speak from his personal experience. Speaking from personal experience, I know that when I walk into a locker room uh, full of players or if I'm, like, at the NFFC like I was this week and you're talking to players, they are obviously told before they come out to diplomatic be as diplomatic as you possibly can because you don't want to give a quote to some guy that's going to turn it around and turn it into something completely what it's not but they still find ways to do it they still find ways to take something that ezekiel elliott said and turn it into something completely different than what it is so that's where like they they did that last week with dak prescott too like they did that with him like they turned something over on somebody else so it's ridiculous but this is what happens it's sensationalism they do they do try to, like Andrew alluded to, they are trying to make money. They're trying to get clicks. And sometimes when they feel that what they are getting is not very entertaining, they will definitely ramp up that bar of entertainment. They will they will change it to make it to what they want it to be because they want people to, to buy their subscriptions or they want people to watch their television program. Fox News does it, but you know what? Even Andrew said that you know MSNBC kind of has some situations like that where they do that. Other things do on both sides of the spectrum. That's why I, it comes right back down to me saying you have to sift through the shit. You have to figure out what it is that you can believe and what it is that you can't because they are in program, they are in, you know, they are the news, they are the media, but they are like media has become a totally different word than what than it used to be. Social media, all that stuff makes it huge. When you see something, you got to tweet it out immediately or you got to Facebook it out or whatever. They are sensationalists. It's not past them to just completely lie and completely fabricate everything as long they because a lot of these guys don't care what necessarily really happens all that much as long as what they're doing is staying afloat and staying at the they're staying in the cream of the crop or they're they're at least competitive with all the other news publications andrew Andrew. well and and i want to i want to say to some people that like you can't get cynical you can't say well then it's all shit because a lot of it is and i mean let's say let's say only 20 percent of the news is that's a rough estimate that's not a real statistic that's just kind of anecdotally what i'm thinking is one out of five stories you see are nearing either inflated bullshit or complete bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. There is some level of avoid that because the mere fact that about one-fifth of Americans have decided, yeah, it's all bullshit, and are already just voting on a whim to show up to the ballot box already. You know, the fact that there were people after Donald Trump made fun of a disabled man on camera, invited the Russians to hack his opponent, talked about bringing back using nuclear weapons tactically, you know, that list goes on and on. If there were people eight days out, six days out, three days out who hadn't made up their decision because they don't trust any of the media, right? Yeah, or they don't yeah watch exactly. It, they don't believe it. It's, and you have to get back to it when we are media accountable, where we have to media that works better and got to space on profit, and the people have to start demanding that. Because the fact is, if someone has to shit, as Michael Sorrell recently put it, 
yeah, that's 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 right. But that's that's kind of where I'm going at. It's like I want people to take responsibility for their own their own lives, responsibility for what they're reading. Find out like when you read something, like I said, you if you're if you're a smart enough person, if you're educated enough, you know. In your mind, you know, okay, this is going this this is going this far left or this is going this far right. So now I know exactly what I'm I need to kind of stay right in the middle there. And that's where I think people have certain problems. Like you said, they vote with just like reckless abandonment. Like they vote because they say like they vote for, you know, a, a Donald Trump or something because like I, I know people that have actually told me I voted for Donald Trump because I want to see this entire government get destroyed and shaked up and then we'll have a new one that's not exactly how things usually work son usually you have a country that goes into collapse and they have to build it back up from from ground from the like the ground up so it's not good to just see things superpower there's never been a superpower with nuclear weapons exactly no even when the soviet union fell it was a transition the fact is is if we had a real shake-up and a real constitutional crisis here that lasted more than like the bush v gore election you could see millions, if not billions, of people die because of error. I mean, you could see it because Donald Trump has a bad day, yeah. for all we know, mm-hmm. when it comes to nuclear weapons. So, like, this is not something to be cavalier and cast aside. You need to realize that, yeah, there's a lot of fake news out there. A lot of people didn't vote for Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. They voted for Jill Stein or Gary Johnson. They're like, well, they were both bad. Well, you know, me and Michael would have a discussion, and we have plenty of times, listeners, whether it's in Romney, Texas, Austin, or, or Dallas, about how legitimate Hillary Clinton is as a progressive. Yeah. But the fact is that she is ten times more qualified, let yes. alone policy-wise, to run the office, and I'm not worried about her nuking the world. Exactly. You know, it, it comes down to that simple. Is People were so dismissive about this because of fake news, because of, and I don't think fake news just in 100% made up. I also mean, like, Obama's wearing a tan suit or putting his feet on the desk. And that was a crisis on Fox News. Oh yeah, you know, it's absolutely. Inflationalist news. It's not just all fake news. Shouldn't just mean oh, it's not true. Fake news oftentimes is true. Probably the majority of the time it is true. But so it's yeah, with that, yeah, you know, it, it's manipulated. What brings it to the next question? Like they can keep having all that fucking fake news and everything. And you, like I said, I uh, I think I said I heard it on your podcast or maybe another podcast that. Uh, uh, the media serves as the unofficial check and balance to the government, like the fourth branch of government, basically. The fourth branch, yeah. yeah. So how do we, as people, keep them in check? Like, where's the, where do the redundancies end, or will they, do they ever end? Is there something that can keep the media in check, or is there what keeps that thing in check that keeps the media in check, if there is that? I'm, there's probably not, so I'm telling you to solve this now, or that's it. We're, we're, done, <laughs> we're, we're done being doomed. friends. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, two things I would say is you need that personal conversation. You know your uncle and your grandpa and your dad that always watches Fox News? Mm-hmm. Try your best to tell them why it's bullshit. You know, to explain to them, to show them facts and figures, and try to be empathetic about it and try to understand where they're coming from. Don't be combative. Uh, don't try to tell them that they're necessarily wrong, but just show them that the sourcing that they're getting their information from isn't legitimate. And try to work with them to realize what truth and facts are. We can't stop the battle for truth and facts. You have to spread out the truth to everyone you know, even the people that, you know, you disagree with fundamentally. And that that's the first part. The second part is we need to invest in a real public broadcasting network. We yeah. need to invest. Uh, this needs to be a liberal agenda. This needs to be a democratic agenda. We need something like the BBC for America. NPR should have a 24-hour news station. Even if it has to repeat shows at midnight, 
and it can be interrupted mm-hmm. when there's breaking news. The fact is, here, here. people need something that they can rely on and go to to know that it's the news, and they don't care if it's sensational or not, or if it's a slow day. They're going to report what the news is. They're not just going to report on whatever the most hot topic is when it comes to getting views. They're going to report on what actual current events are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, get... And also education. Education is key. It's a silver bullet. It's a Teaching typical civics. liberal trip to go back to that. But you need civic service classes. You need to teach people what the difference between fake news and real news is, to balance a checkbook, and to be able to vote. You know, you need these classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to start putting them in high schools. And we're the richest nation in the world. There's no reason we shouldn't be the most educated. Exactly, exactly. I I will start that by saying this. The war on fake news, okay? Um, Both Andrew and I tonight have told you all that are listening to this podcast that there is a such thing as fake news. It it definitely exists. But what you got to understand is you got to look at the way that that your president right now has attacked news. Fake news to Donald Trump and fake news to Trump's administration is anyone that opposes him. You got to look back in history, like we had mentioned earlier, about the like the Putins and other guys of the world, the guys that had massive, like massive opposition. You got to look at those, and you got to say to yourself, okay, what did they all do in common? They all attacked the news. Okay, they all attacked news. That was probably the worst thing Donald Trump could do when he got in office, and that is why he's in the situation that he is in right now. Because now. He is in a situation where people are out for blood. They are going after him. They're going after his family. They're going after everyone because once you attack the media, the media has a lot, still has a lot of power in this world, okay? They still have a lot of power in this, in this country. So you attacking the media not necessarily is going to make everything better for you. And then Andrew touched on education and how we need a better education system. I couldn't agree more. We, we, there's no reason why we should be as far down in education as we, poss- as we are. There's no, it's, it, it, it's almost impossible to look about how bad our education system has gotten because people have chosen either A, to, to not be educated, and there are other people that have chosen to go to school and they're not getting the right type of education because there is not going to be money thrown at, st- at edu- things like education. There's going to be money thrown to the football team. There's going to be money thrown to things like that, but they're not thrown to where they need to be thrown. There's no reason why we should be that way. We, we, should, not, we should have educated people. We are supposed to be the number one country in the world, the, the land of the free, the home of the brave. But we definitely have a lot of people in this country that couldn't even tell you who the president was in 1912. Howard Taft. There it is. So I'm just saying. I didn't even know that. I'm just well, saying. And, and, and there's, a, there's a recent poll that came out that showed a majority of Republicans, I think 54% I'm reading right here, uh, said that they had a negative view of colleges. Exactly. So, exactly. Oh, I heard that too. Exactly. Oh, no. But also, literally, comes, a majority of Republicans are anti-college. Now. Gross. But what, it, but what it comes, what it comes down to, is people. if you, what you need, what, what this, what the country needs, is something that they need. They need people like, like Andrew. You got to be progressive. You got to be progressive. Okay. And like I told you before, Andrew, I know you get down on on yourself sometimes. I know that you like get a little bit when when you lose or something or something happens it just kind of really hits you hard but you need to understand that your optimism is what other people are counting on people that believe in you and people that believe in what you're doing they count on that so that's what you have to continuously do you have to be progressive you have to take this this country into a new way because look the baby boomers of the world 
all those people they're, you're going to lose eventually, guys. Like, old, old folks, I don't mean to say this, like, in a, in a negative because my father is 75 years old, but he's also <laughs> liberal. <laughs> he's also liberal, so I'm not really worried. Um, you're going to lose eventually. You're going to lose. You're losing your country because you are deciding to stand there your definition with, of with what your the hands is. over your eyes and saying, I don't see anything and you're putting your hands over your ears and you're saying, I don't hear anything, and you're putting your hands over your mouth and you're not speaking for yourself. So that is the problem. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. It's a problem. You have to understand that you're going to lose to the more progressive people like Andrew Turner of the world because they are taking this country to a whole new level that you couldn't even imagine. It's going to happen. It's That's just what it is. You just have to... You have to either ship... You have to either get in or you're just going to completely fall out that's where the world is moving these days, and as far as fake news is concerned, you have to make yourself smart enough to know how to sift through things and understand what is real, what is not. Yeah. Uh, the well, and, and I, I, I think I think all those things you just said about me apply to you too, because you're sitting here doing uh, the exact same thing I'm doing, which is trying to spread the good word, trying to spread the truth, trying to fight the good fight. And uh, I have no idea how every podcast I'm on turns into like politics or drinking and then a therapy session. But <laughs> it's because we're in love, we Andrew. It's because we're in love. Yeah, you so. do a lot of good things. We Andrew's are in love. I do the, love you. I do love you. Well, That's of course. True. Andrew's you the too. person that brought me around to liking politics and questioning things and turned me into the dirty socialist you uh, hear before you today. <laughs> so. Well, it's, it's. I was a socialist before it was cool. Yeah, that's I right. Point that out Uber Republican that's, dad. That's too. right. Before Bernie came around, I was like, well, I'm a socialist capitalist. That's I didn't I know what social it. socialist <laughs> capitalism was. No, it's called was, democratic was. socialism. Democratic I mean, it's Franklin yeah. Delano Roosevelt. It happened way yeah, before Bernie. Bernie Sanders. It. it happened well, way, way before Bernie Sanders. F, look, FDR, look the when they were coming up with the New Bill Deal, rights. this is one thing that I am rights. good for. I'm not as good as Andrew is as put, at putting political conversation into work, but I can tell you this. I do know history. I do know a lot of trivial bullshit, and I'll tell you this. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the reason he's my favorite president that ever, ever lived is because two things. One, when he went to his inauguration speech, he already could not walk. He already had polio, but the American people had not seen him sitting down yet. So what he did is he grabbed his 16-year-old son by the arm, and he had his son walk him up to the stage. When his son was done, when they were done speaking, his son had bruises all the way up and down his arm, but he said they were worth it because my dad got to look strong in front of his people. Then what I love about Franklin Delano Roosevelt is the fact that when the New Deal needed to happen, when this country was on the brink of destruction, when we had, a, you know, our whole entire economy was completely collapsed, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who had, was one of the last presidents to have a completely bipartisan cabinet, by the way, one of the last to have a completely bipartisan cabinet, mm -hmm. Franklin Delano Roosevelt brought every single one of his cabinet members in one night, and they pretty much worked out the New Deal Right there in his office, he had the doors locked and said, nobody's leaving until this is done. We have to fix this country, and we have to fix this for the American people. And until stuff like that happens, you're, until you have a real progressive idea, a real progressive movement, and, and, and I understand that, like, Sanders supporters, I, I was a supporter of Sanders, too, and in a lot of ways, Andrew Turner's a supporter of Sanders, too, but uh, Sanders is, is a progressive and stuff, but... 
you have to get behind uh, you have to get behind other progressives because Sanders is is wants to be progressive. He wants to do these things for this country, but you have to get behind guys that are a little bit younger that can can give you their full attention. Okay, he's I, I'm not saying the guy is you know 74 years old. I'm not saying that he can't run again. I'm just saying that. You, if you really want progression, you have to get behind. You have to start with, uh, you know, Beto O'Rourke in Dallas, the guy running against, uh, running against Ted Cruz. Like you got to start locally. You got to start small and work your way up because you're not going to change things. You, the presidency. Everyone thinks about the presidency like it matters more than anything in the world. Okay, so Donald Trump is the face of this country, but you know what? In in realist in realist terms. The only way you're going to fix things is you got to get out there and vote in your in all of your primaries. You got to vote for all the people in your city, in your town, in your damn like county. You got to vote for the people in your district. That's how you make real change happen. It's never been, oh, Whoa. the president can be in charge and he can change everything. That's not how it works. You have to vote progressively across the board. And do you want well, to say something? And, and just to speak. Yeah, just to speak exactly to that fact. The fact is, is we need to get rid of this hero idea in politics. We need to get rid of this idea that there's going to be one person who gets in the presidency and fixes it for all of us. That is not how a, a well-functioning democracy or republic works. We need to make sure that we have local heroes. All politics is local. We need to be make sure that we're running people in the ISDs for dog catcher, for mm-hmm. railroad manager. We need to be running for everything, and we need to be running progressives in every way. And if you feel like you have a shot, you should be running. The fact yeah. is, is we need to do what the conservative Christians and what the far right did in the 80s and the 70s. They vote. The yeah. They but go out and vote. He said, you need to put on a suit, you need to put on a suit and tie, you need to walk into the Democratic community, local Democratic committee you have and start voting and start working your way up the seven poll. Yes. We need to take over a party and make it the left, and that comes down to us in the base. That comes to us fighting and working every day to make the only party that will bend to our will, the Democratic Party, become the most progressive and people representation party that we can have in the United States of America. Th- and a- it's not going to be Bernie Sanders who does that or Hillary Clinton. No. It's going to be you. It, th- so, exactly. There's a reason, like, I, I tell people this all the time. There's a reason that you have to start the start small, okay? So think about this way, just in our in our city of Austin, okay? We have the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, who's a complete you know, evangelist, almost psychotic there. You have the governor who is also just kind of, you know, taking everything out on the world that did him wrong because he was because he was paralyzed. I, I, I say that. I know it's wrong. I know it's kind of tough, but it is true. If you look at what he's trying to do and all the things he's trying to vote against, it's stuff that he did in his past, but now he's voting against so nobody else can do it. Then you, but then you see someone like Mayor Adler of Austin, Texas, and there's a reason why in Austin we still feel like this town's a sanctuary city. We still feel like people can come here and feel welcomed, and it's because of things like that. So you have to start, you have to start small because there is checks and balances in this system. You just have to make it work for you. You can't have checks and balances when you have the Republicans controlling the House, controlling the Senate controlling the presidency now you got all these democrats you got these democrats like elizabeth warren and you got uh independents and stuff like bernie sanders they're all fighting this to try to help you and there's a reason they're doing that they're doing that because they want you all to understand they're here for you they're fighting for you so go out and vote for them don't sit down they can't do it alone 
They can't do it alone. Don't sit down. Don't sit down and watch watch these people run. Don't sit down and watch Beto Beto O'Rourke run for Senate. And, and just say, you know what? It's okay. Like, Ted, whatever. I don't care because my life is not that effective. No, every other person, think of other people's lives that are affected. Go and vote for Beto O'Rourke over Ted Cruz. That's where you can start people that are listening to this podcast. I'm hey, sure Andrew would, would totally give that endorsement as well. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, not just to vote for Beto O'Rourke or any progressive candidate, the most progressive candidate you can in every election that you have, or run yourself if you think you can. Looking at groups like Indivisible, they're propping up people right now, training them how to be candidates to get them to run in the next few elections. You know, there's another great way you can help. If you don't feel like you want to run and you want to feel like you want to do more than just vote, which you should, go knock doors. Go make signs. Go talk to people who disagree with you. Go try to change people's minds. Go talk to the average Joe. The fact is, is every campaign is won by knocking doors, shaking hands, kissing babies. It's just true. Exactly. It's a popularity contest. And we need to get people out there saying why our candidate is better for the rest of the populace. Exactly. That's what we have to do. Because you, that's you gotta, you, you gotta do it yourself. It's not you, just clicking share on Facebook, talking one on one. Because the 2016 election proved one thing: it proved that you cannot rely on the mainstream media to help you. You have to go. That, that, look, there is fake news, and then there's real news, and you have to sift through it and find your own. Like I said earlier, that's been my whole mantra this entire show you have to find your you have to find exactly i can't do it for you you have to go out there and read Damn and it, do I it you could you have to go out there and read it for yourself and learn but the one thing you can't do the one thing that's going to destroy everything you can't lose hope you can't lose you can't lose the ability to fight you can't lose the will to fight if you lose the will to fight you've lost the battle anyway you have to continuously battle you have to battle fake news you have to say to yourself okay what real fake news is, is like we told you at the top of the show, anything that starts out combative, that seems like it's trying to go one way or the other, that is fake news, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew told you that. I told you that. That's what fake news is. The bastard Battle did it. not tell you that. Battle <laughs> it. Battle it and get to, the, get to where you want to be in life and, and vote and do what you have to do to help other people, help your fellow man. That's what this is all about. That's what it's all about. Fake news is not is, is the topic of the conversation, but what it really is about is making sure that you get past those those hurdles and make it happen for yourself and make it happen for the people you love and make it happen for the people that you don't even know. That's how you save this country. All right. Well, that was great. Um, we Everybody, go vote. Go register to vote. If you uh, don't... If you're yeah. registered to vote, go down to your office or sign up online, rockthevote.com. I'm sure it's still active. Um, and always look up your media sources before you share them on Facebook and influence the masses. And for God's sakes, please check out hey. Thinkers and Drinkers. Amen. Please Thinkers check and Drinkers. That out. A nice, I was about to say, a nice I was about long to say, if you need a weekly news source covering the news, everything that's happened this week, a nice Dream long like that straight guy from the shores of Lake Privilege. We're happy to let you know what happened this week. It's not fake. It is a little drunk. But it, it is a real spot. Hey, drunk. you know what? Check out the you know what, Andrew? Podcast and, and our weekly news report Andrew, every week. Andrew, it's like the report. It's like the thing I say every Bruise and the Boys podcast. It doesn't take a lot to be, to, to be an expert on the Cowboys. All it takes is a whole bunch of passion and a shit ton of beer. That's we're, all. We're going to have to bleat that because that's their slogan for the other show. 
No, it's we not. didn't license it. No, it's not. No. Well, we didn't license it. I'm bleeding it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> what? You own both shows. <laughs> maybe I do, maybe Asshole. I don't. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, we will be back again in two weeks with another riveting episode of America the Podcast. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Michael, for taking the time out of tonight to do this um, with a thunderstorm rolling in, I think. I Andrew, heard. what's your Twitter handle? Oh, do you yes. have one? Andrew, Twitter. Do you, you use Twitter, right? Twitter. What's your Twitter? I do. Give your Twitter handle. Uh, you know, you're putting me on the spot here, but I well, you can follow me second. at Mr. Sizemore. Why Andrew fo- finds his Twitter handle? Oh. You can follow me at Mr. Sizemore. Can... It's at Andrew yeah, K. You Turner. Can follow me. Yeah, right. you can follow me at Mr. Mr. Andrew K. Turner. There Mr. You Andrew go. K. Turner. Follow I him on Twitter. And, and you can follow. <laughs> And you can follow Figures and Triggers at TND Productions. Slide into his DMs. Slide into those DMs. I am at Timmy Two Step. That's I's instead of a number two. You can follow uh, at Wafflebutt Media. And hear this podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and AmericaThePodcast.com. Thank you, and we will see you. See you. Maybe we'll see you. The bastard probably will see you. He's probably out. outside your window right now. I would America. go check. America. Yeah, America. The podcast. Good night, <laughs> uh, everybody. Get out of here. That guy hates me. Dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, he. Just don't be in Sandy. If you are in the San Diego <laughs> proper area, please call the police and have them Runs go to the San Diego Zoo and right hide. now. He, oh he has God. him and Peter door. Thiel have oh somewhere. He said that he's in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> bye, Andrew. All right, bye, Andrew. And thank you, everybody. America!